G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Let's turn our attention to the idea of developing a relationship with God. Now, there shouldn't be anything unusual about that. God is personal. He speaks to people and people speak to Him. In fact, He considers us a treasured possession. And the way we relate to God is by prayer. The author of a new book called When They Prayed calls on a variety of people's experiences to demonstrate how our Heavenly Father taught them to treasure His companionship. Janet Crawshaw's book When They Prayed digs deeper into the experiences that we'd have in the school of prayer. Janet's joining us. Hello, Janet. Welcome along to 2020. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you. (laughs) Janet, Your thoughts on the idea of having a relationship with God, that's just as relevant today as it ever has been, right back to biblical times, isn't it? Absolutely. And I think we need to understand who God is and the character of God. Uh, The people that we know well are the ones that we trust. So if we aim to know God well and to know his son well, then we will be able to trust him and build our relationship with him. Of course, there's the idea of having a healthy, reverential fear of God. That's one of the themes of the scriptures too. But then on the balance to that, you've got the likes of Abraham, who's called a friend of God, and a friend talks with a friend, don't they? Yes, absolutely. And as we go through the story of Abraham, you can see there's a real journey there. He learned to trust God more and more. But it was a long journey, particularly in the birth of Isaac, his son. That took over 25 years. So he went through all sorts of experiences. Some of them uh, he wasn't so close to God. Some of them he was. But he had to learn to trust God through each one of those difficulties, whether he had to wait for God uh, to answer. And then he took a second wife. We took Hagar as a concubine and, and tried to help God. But in the end, he had to wait for God. And as he grew in this faith, then he could become a friend, of, a deeper friend of God. And then God counted to him with righteousness because he believed. Janet, this idea of waiting, you see something deeper and richer than sometimes we might think if we're being a bit impatient. Uh, sometimes we pray and we pray and we wait and we wait. But the waiting period is actually relational building time, isn't it? Yeah, of course, because if we have to trust God more, uh, but in the waiting, we sometimes learn to just spend that time with God. We have to search the scriptures to see what God is doing, or we, I think that's something that we need to do more, more of. Waiting is the hardest thing we have to do, but we learn to trust Him as we wait. You reflect even on the emotions that are talked about in Scripture and taking Jonah, for example, Jonah's anger and how that impacts his prayers. Even the emotions we have 
and affecting the way we pray, that's all about relationship building too. I think so. And I like the story of Jonah very much because there was Jonah. He was sent to do a mission field for God and he didn't think those Ninevites were worthy of it. And consequently, he got angry with God. But just before that, when he'd been uh, delivered from the, from the fish, he was praising God. And that's what we're like. We sometimes, you know, we're close to the Lord and we praise him. And then we don't like what he does and we get angry with him. And when we're angry, we don't want to talk to him. And that's what we find with Jonah. He didn't want to talk to God and God had to show him that knowing God and the need of those people was far greater than his own anger. He had to get God in the right perspective. What are your thoughts, Janet? The idea that God is so big, we are so small, how does he care for us individually and yet you take some time to unpack the idea that we are a treasured possession and that would be each one of us. I think we have to understand just how big God is. I think we have to understand how he's the creator. He made each one of us and in Psalm 139 he talks about how we, he knit us together in our mother's womb. So we're something very precious to him. He, he knows every celestial body he knows every hair on our head and so because he made us he cares about us and he has the whole world in his hand he has everything he's made is part of his perfection i think we need not worry that he doesn't care we have to understand his intellect and his mind and his abilities are far beyond anything we could ever imagine i think that's the core of it We often think that we might relate best to God and we might hear his relating to us best if we were all perfect. But you've talked about the idea that we are finding ourselves in the midst of anxiety and fear and anger and all sorts of emotional dilemmas. Do you think those things are actually what God uses to build relationship? I think sometimes he lets us go through these things I think he steps aside and just lets, not that he's not caring, but I think he just lets us experience those things. I mean, even Jesus suffered so much abuse, but he did it because he had a greater purpose. And God will teach us to to look to him. Um, He'll teach us that he's our loving father, even in the troubles that we go through. Like um, for me, when my father died, I had to trust him. I had to learn that God was still there and I had to keep coming back to that source to find out where God was. And he reassured me that he was my father, not not just that I'd lost my earthly father, but I had a, had a heavenly father. You're not just writing about biblical characters and even as you start to talk about your own father, I know that your father was lost to suicide and so all of the emotional turmoil that that must have produced in you and in your wider family as well. These sorts of times when you are struggling, when you're going through all sorts of hardships, are these times you think when we're calling on God, we're looking for a relationship with God and he meets us at a point of need. Is that one way of connecting these sorts of biblical ideas to our understanding of relating to God today? I think so. I think that's the purpose of why I've written. I want people. I want to understand that whatever happens to us, we go straight to God. 
and he will give us the answers. It may not be straight away. We may have to wait for those answers, but he will come to us in time and he will explain it to us as we wait on him. And, of course, we need to be into the, into the Word, into the Scriptures, because that's where we meet him too. We see his words and his principles and his precepts there, and they are our guide to bring us close to him. And, of course, it all comes through the Lord Jesus himself because we see what he's like in the scriptures and how he related to people and how he died for us and gave his all that we might have eternal life. You've got a wonderful Bible foundation and then you've got the stories of people today. You tell stories, uh, one of those, of Kelly and James. What's Kelly and James's story? Well, over a period of several years, from the early in their early married life, they were trying for a baby, and there were infertility issues there. And they had they had at least three miscarriages. And Kelly really struggled. She felt that maybe God wouldn't give her children. And she went, they went down the road of IVF, and she became like almost an expert on IVF because she was so desperate to have a child. And it consumed her every waking thought. She was just really almost obsessed with this thing because she desperately wanted children. And in that journey, um, coming home from work one day, God brought, there was a song on the radio and God really spoke to her about how much was she worshipping God, how much was she putting her attention in knowing God himself. And she felt very convicted by that uh, because her whole obsession had been with her own pain and in and then she realized if she stopped to worship God and to give a problem to God, then things would be different. And her whole focus in life actually changed from that time. She learned to worship God and to serve God first. And then eventually they did have two daughters. Uh, so it was quite a journey as they traveled through that. But I think the message that she wanted to go into this um, book was that we need to know our Heavenly Father first and to understand who the Lord Jesus is in our own lives and then he will give us the blessings. It's seeking the kingdom of God first and his righteousness and then he gives the blessings next. He's to be, to be the focus of our lives. As much as we suffer, um, he's still to be the focus of our lives. Janet, for those who feel a little detached right now, they don't feel like they have a warm, loving relationship to our Heavenly Father. What's your practical insight? What sort of advice can you give to someone who's saying, well, right now I don't feel so attached? What would you say to them? I would say take some, find the opportunity to take some time out. I would say pick up your Bible and spend time in God's Word. And let the scriptures show you how to pray and to seek God and and to examine your own heart. Sometimes, not always, but sometimes there's something that we've done or something in our past that has destroyed our relationship with God. It's not that God stopped caring about us, but we've brought something into that relationship that, that mars it. And we might need to um, stop and ask for God's forgiveness and, and seek to know that before we can come back to him. Or it may be just this, that we're in a time of waiting and we just have to learn to seek the scriptures and pray. I think that's the only way. It's the time we spend seeking God, 
then God comes to answer. Well, Janet's book is called When They Prayed and digs deeper into experiences in the school of prayer. All about that relationship that we have with a loving Heavenly Father who sees us as a treasured possession. Now, how do you get a hold of Janet's book? Well, it's available through Kurong. Certainly, if you go to the Kurong website, you'll be able to search for Janet Crawshaw. That's C-R-A-W-S-H-A-W, Janet Crawshaw. The book is called When They Prayed, Experiences in the School of Prayer. It's been published by Ark House Press. If you go to the Ark House Press website, you can also find Janet's book, When They Prayed. And Janet, you're going to be signing your book, a book signing at the Kurong Penrith store on the 10th of July between 11 and 2. All the best with that, and thanks so much for sharing your thoughts about your book today with us on 2020. Thank you very much. Much appreciated. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.